ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to PA Piledriver Beyond, episode number four. We're already four weeks slash, well, weeks, yeah, into the, the, the split of the, the PA Piledriver conglomerate. Multiplication. Split sounds bad. That does we multiply. Sound. We multiply. There we go. Multiplication. We birthed new shows. Birth mm, yes. new shows. I was also the told, afterbirth of a podcast. Yep. We're going huge. Uh, it's going great. So it's going fantastic, right? So, <laughs> uh, we appreciate that you're back listening. Uh, if you listen welcome to the, back. If you listen to the other two shows, <laughs> we kind of save the welcome back stuff for tomorrow because tomorrow just has nothing. So we're just like, hey, welcome, welcome back. back. So, uh, so we're back. Nah, back's my new word. Apparently, I think back's gonna be the word for today. Today's word is back. Wow, we're really nailing this uh this open. Oh, dude, totally right. I love how a couple weeks ago when uh, Chris was like, you know what we need to do, guys? We really need to script our opens. I think it'd be we best. Did we did and not, and we have not. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. We'll be right back. Probably not. Uh, but should we just hop right into it then? I guess. I they're think here. We, right here. If, we haven't, if we haven't scared them off yet, they're ready for some news. They're ready for some news. Yeah, some Kinda. New Japan news. Oh, okay, you darn it. Yeah, from over several ponds <laughs> in the little island. Over several ponds. <laughs> We're going to be talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling very briefly because uh, not Leon. Uh, what's his What's his last name? Leon from NXT. Leon Ruff. Not Leon Ruff, but Leo Rush, the man oh. himself, will be making his debut on New Japan Strong, which is their hour-long American show. I don't know where it takes place. I usually just look these things up online and and stream it less than <laughs> uh, no, 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 take it back totally legally uh but uh he'll be debuting oh. january 29th in a six-man tag match Ooh, cool then we have uh sakura nice. genesis which is announced for april 4th uh just a few hours ago at time of recording we had a title change at one of the road two shows where uh taiji ishimori and el fantasmo uh, of Bullet Club have picked up the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles from El Desperado and Yoshibunu Kanemura. I think that's how you say his name. Um, so taking, now they have all the tag belts. Yes. yes yep. Taking those belts, Gosh. taking it right away from uh, uh, Suzuki Goon and taking that to Bullet Club. So, uh, yeah, Bullet Club on the rise. And speaking of Bullet Club, we're going to talk about something at a Hard to Kill that Tomatonga is not happy about at <laughs> all but uh, i'm ready to hop right over to hard to kill hard to kill impacts pay-per-view to kick off 2021 they actually did a little bit pre-show on access tv their cable channel with a uh, uh, road to what do they call it countdown to hard to kill obviously that's pretty stupid like not obviously stupid like that i should have thought of that that that's what it was called i i said that wrong i'm sorry um, we're getting there we're getting there <laughs> Somebody help a pre-show. They had a pre-show on access. All right. Yeah. Cool. They had a pre-show on access. Uh, and there's one one uh no, there's a couple things that happened. Uh Brian Myers, uh formerly known as Kurt Hawkins, taking the most on professional, professional most professional wrestler, yeah. uh taking on Josh Alexander, who is now on a singles tangent. Uh also, oh man, talking about him. We gotta talk about the other stuff too. I should probably talk about that after we talk about hard to kill. Uh, so Brian Myers picks up the win over Josh Alexander. Then right before literally a minute and a half ish before hard to kill was to start, uh, Madison rain announces her retirement from professional wrestling. 
Uh, so, so happy for, she had a great career guys. One of the, yeah. probably one of the most underrated knockouts of all time. Fantastic. I'm thankful to have seen her compete a few times with the PPW impact relationship. Uh, I, I saw her tag with havoc. Uh, she, yeah, which sounds weird saying today because of havoc in Nevada, but she teamed with havoc, uh, <laughs> at PPW against Jordan Grace and Tessa Blanchard. So that, that was something I, I love saying these names that I've seen up close. Yeah. As it's cool, like Tessa Blanchard. I mean, not many people would consider that cool, but I still consider her cool. Yep. Um, so yeah. So Madison rain, thank you. Congratulations on a great career. And, you know, I'm not sure. I don't think she's retiring, like going home and doing anything. I think she's uh, interested in another field. So I think she's going I'm not sure what it is. I haven't really read into it that much, but uh, she's going a different career path. So good I think for her. plumbing. I'm pretty sure she's getting into home repair. Really? Okay. I no, didn't... I'm totally kidding. I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were being. You look so genuine, Chris. I thought oh. you were being serious. Oh, got gotcha. you. You got me. You did. Uh, Josh Matthews being promoted at Impact. So that's kind of kind of interesting, Mousen, on the way out. Yeah, it is. Getting a promotion. He's fine. I don't care. But Matt Stryker is one of my favorites of all time. I think him and D'Lo did very well uh, on Hard to Kill. So Hard to Kill opens with Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K. They don't put with a K in the graphics anymore. Hmm. Very upsetting. Uh, versus Rosemary and Crazy. Really spell it right? They do spell it right. <laughs> it well, is like, with a K. It is with a K. <laughs> yeah. Um, It'd be funny if when they don't put that note in, they spell it with a C. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do that, but I thought that's what they should do. Like, that's so funny. Uh, so Decay reunites. Uh, Rosemary and Crazy Steve. Yeah, kind I'm of, in. They're putting them back together due to something that happened on Tuesday, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. then. But, and and ugh, guess who loses again? She's lost two matches in a row now. It's Neil Dashwood's yeah, taking the loss again. Yeah, dude. Decay gets the win. I'm very upset. Super upset, beyond upset. Does it make sense storyline wise? If they're pushing Rosemary for knockouts title, then maybe. But yeah, they just have nothing no. for Tennille. which stinks because she's easily their most recognizable star, easily. So yeah, I would agree. Recognizable, I mean, but that doesn't mean anything when you just have her lose over and over again. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but like, if you have her start winning and people like, oh, Emma Tennille Dashwood's like. The knockouts champion maybe i should go mm-hmm. over there and like check that out i think that's a way to like to to call over to the wwe marks to be quite honest like sure some of them over so uh, then we have eric young joe doring and deaner again we're pulling a wwe trick here we took away his first name he's just deaner now <laughs> taking on rhino tommy dreamer and cousin jake in an old school rules match because now whatever tommy dreamer competes in is old school rules <laughs> And guess what, guys? Terry, guess who won? Tommy Dreamer. No, Violent by Design. <laughs> Eric Young, Joe Doring. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do a little swerve there. And Deaner, pick up the win. And I, and I love this name, by the way. This group, yeah. Violent by Design. It's cool. Such a cool name. Yeah. Uh, then we have the Knockouts Tag Team Championship Final. <laughs> oh, I was so sad. Yeah, you are. Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steeles versus Havoc and Nevaeh. And your newly recrowned, brought back belt, new champions, Fiverr, Fiverr, whoa, Fiverr, yes, Fiverr. I was thinking of Piper Niven for some reason. Fire and Flava, Kiro and Tasha Steels defeat Havoc and Nevaeh, become new the champs, Knockouts champs. Tag Team Champions. 
I'm happy the belts are back either way. You know, this is great for impact. I, 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 I think ha- like Havoc's always like so close to something and never getting it. I That's saw, what I feel so bad about. I saw afterwards the new champs uh, threw down the challenge on AEW's women's locker room to uh, make some Ooh. teams and have a fight. I'd love that. Amazing, right? But like what teams in, in, in AEW though? Uh, they'd probably have to make some up. Maybe Britt Baker, Baker and, what's her and, name? and Reba. Reba, right? <laughs> I <can> remember. <laughs> well, she Maybe. has a name and, and Britt calls her something. Reba is one of those two things. I don't remember which is which. Though. Isn't it Re? Nope, not what I was about to say. Reba and Rebel. Rebel was the Rebel? other one. Okay. Um, I think her name is Rebel and she calls her Reba. We get Abaddon and Rosemary to team up. Oh, uh, yes. Nope. Don't like that. Death and Decay, that'd be their tag team name. That is actually uh, perfect. That is really good, Mario. Um, look it. That'd be the only that might be the only times I root for fire and flavor. That might be it right there. Uh so but still so, and then we had soup after that match. We had Super X Cup winner Ace Austin coming out with Madman Full. This was my moment of the night, guys, because I'm a huge fan of yeah. what's about to happen. I'm a huge fan of this the guy. Shucky Ducky quack quack. <laughs> <laughs> what a what? Stupid, stupid thing <laughs> nothing different show different show probably talks about it uh, is, is this like a pittsburghian thing or no no it's, a, it's <laughs> an old booker booker t when he was uh announcing i'm not that old that's did. right i'm not i'm young guys well that's Sorry. when he made the 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 bit of shucky ducky quack quack but even now he'll i think maybe when he's on panels and stuff he'll do uh-huh. a, a shucky ducky quack quack moment of the week I don't watch those panels because they're typically so cringy. I hated him when he was on announcement. On announcement, or when we were really? at elimination. Was it elimination chamber or extreme rules? Extreme rules, where we they had the the pre show panel going, and we're screaming, "Boo, Booker!" Boo, yeah, yeah. So that's right. Boo. I remember that. Oh, I hated him. So if much. I go back and watch the pre show, do I hear you chanting? No, we went back at, <laughs> once we got to his, uh, Chris's grandma's and tried to rewatch it. You couldn't hear us. You couldn't hear it. Ah, uh, darn. Yo, guys, I can't wait for wrestling to come back so we can all go to an event yeah. in Pittsburgh. Like, that's yep. going to be, I've never been to Pittsburgh. So, like, that'll be a fun day for me in general. But we'll give you the full tour right to the stadium and then back out. No, I, <laughs> I, I want to go to Giant Eagle. There you go. We I want to go to Giant Eagle. Eagle. Um, what else is there? I gotta think of all the Pittsburgh dad stuff I watched. I'm like, oh, I gotta go there. So I'm John Eagle. That John Eagle. So Super X Cup winner Ace Austin comes out. Ace is furious that he's not competing at Hard to Kill. Yeah, I'm the Super X Cup champion. You don't have me on the card. This is ridiculous. And he's great. Uh, I like Scott Demore comes out, and he's like, well, you know, you bring up a good point. You are one of the best. You are a Super X Cup winner. And he denies his um, uh, request because he wanted to be added to the three-way X Division title match. And Demore said, no, no, no. You're not getting added to that. But I got something else for you. You want a match? You got a match. And he introduces none other than Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder, baby, has made his Impact Wrestling debut at Hard to Kill. uh, And Cardona wins via disqualification. So that's pretty cool. I Fulton intervened. So yeah, of course he did. Of course, but I'm just there. I'm so excited to see Cardona in an Impact ring. I knew I had a feeling he was going to go to eight, reach out to AEW at first. So I'm like, man, I'd really love to see him at Impact. But another thing makes me think like, 
is he uh, comfortable doing impact stuff now? Cause he sees how well this relationship is going. So he's like, Oh, maybe I should go over there. And like, you know, but then again, his buddies there too. He's like yeah. one of his best friends and Brian Myers is there as well. So a little, I, see a little uh, bit of both. I don't think he actually likes Brian Myers. That's my, that's my hot take. I think Brian, he tolerates Brian Myers. Here's the thing. Cardona is like me, like our personnel. Like when you listen to the major wrestling figure podcast, like, Cardona and I are extremely, extremely similar, very bubbly. Myers is very, you know, which, I mean, it makes a good group dynamic. Myers is the more the calm guy that brings Cardona mm. back down to earth a little bit. Sometimes when Cardona has a little bit too much to drink, he can get a little bit out there. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's still a great podcast. I, mean, I haven't listened to it in a while. But uh, A little uh, trivia with, trivia? Um, yeah, a little, little bit of trivia with uh, Zack Ryder now being an impact. Down Stant has now made... Uh, entrance music for WWE, AEW, and Impact. So oh, cool. Yeah. Downstamp nice. do it. Downstamp made his original theme, right? Mm, don't recall. Don't know that trivia note. <laughs> After I go over the results, I will look that up when we get back to Impact on Tuesday. But so, and like we said, he uh, wins via disqualification to Madman Fulton interfering. Great to see him in Impact. What uh, I want to be true is that they're stacking the Impact roster. Um, in preparation for Tony Khan to buy it. Yeah. Like, that's what I – honestly, when, when they started to play nice, it was like – it made sense to me that the Good Brothers went to Impact, not until that moment. I was like, why would they ever choose – Here's Imp- the thing. That's a reason. This was when New Japan had that owner that didn't want to work with AEW when their contract was up. Okay. And here's the thing. The Good Brothers wanted that option to work for New Japan. AEW did not offer that. Impact did. Sure. So that's this was before the you know the the alliance between the two companies, yeah, and all that stuff. So now it's just it's working out for honestly, they're the like the big benefiters here, the good brothers, yeah, like, they're the major benefactors mm-hmm. of this. And uh, I'm happy for them, huge fan, huge fans of them. Yeah, it's so, definitely done more for them than even Kenny, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So then we had uh, next after the Cardona Ace Austin match, we have the triple threat. Uh, X Division title match, Chris Bay, the champion Manic, and Rohit Raju. And uh, during the match, Rohit actually unmasks Manic. To and surprise. Surprise. It was actually Rey Mysterio. No. It was CJ. <laughs> Whoa. It was the, the whole time? The whole no way. time he was Manic. That's oh crazy. Gosh. And guess what? He retains his title. And he can go by TJP now, apparently. With the exhibition belt, why not? I guess because Rohit got what he want. I don't know, uh, but and still manic. So, that's what happens when you beat Rohit. You know, beat you get to change your name, get to be the champion. <laughs> get to be champion. Uh, then we had in uh, what we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, this, what is it's sad and it's good. I'm excited for this person's opportunities because I think she's going. I don't want to say AEW is not the big dogs, but they're not the big dog in the wrestling world right now. Not yet, at least. They're the big dogs. They're not. They're not yet. <laughs> I'm not saying dog. they're not going to get there. <laughs> the big dog. The big dog. Uh, we had Deanna Peraza, Knockouts Champion, versus Taya Valkyrie in what seems to be Taya Valkyrie's last match in Impact Wrestling, uh, which obviously should tell you she did not win. She did not win the belt. Uh, Deanna Peraza retains. That's the way to go out. Put the current champion over. Deanna's fantastic in the ring. Uh, big, uh, if you listen to the show a while, you know, big fans of Deanna Peraza over here at the PA Power Driver. That's actually one of my favorite things that happened when the elite left uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling to uh, basically f- like make AEW. Is that mm-hmm. that last Wrestle Kingdom, every member 
of uh, the elite lost. Lost. That's they all they went down, out on their backs, put over the talent, mm-hmm. pretty much thanking the company for the insane profile they were able to build while they were there. Right. And uh, went on to better things for them. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully better things for her too. Yeah, I'm excited. Everyone's thinking, ah, oh, no way. No way she goes to WWE. I'm going to be honest. Sure, AEW may be intriguing, but money, not only does money talks, but your husband talks. So that's like... Who's her husband? It's true. John Morrison. John Morrison. Uh, so, I think, and this is where I see it going, because I'm pretty sure we're going to get this confirmed at the Rumble. Rhea is done with NXT. Rhea is coming up to the main roster. And I think, yes, they are booking Mercedes and Raquel to kind of fill her spot. But, like, then you need – I mean, we take one away, you got to put one in. So, I think Ty Valkyrie uh, debuts in NXT possibly. Or do they swerve us all? And she debuts on Raw or SmackDown right away. Yeah, I think they probably, they probably show her up at the Rumble, right? Could you imagine that? Guys, what if we're watching the Rumble and this music we never heard of comes on and Ty Valkyrie walks out? I really can. One of my numbers and I win the <laughs> – I win the backdrop. Let's talk about that real quick while we're on the conversation. We're in the Tornado Tags Rumble giveaway. Uh, they're giving away two of their old banners. And let's just say this. The Women's Rumble looks way too good for the three gentlemen that are in this Zoom call right now. I'm, I'm going to hang it right behind me. You should. I would. <laughs> That's the one I want. The women's one is the their kind of their old logo from this past one of the girls suplexing the Luchador. Mm-hmm. I like that one. So hopefully one of us wins it, just so I can see it. And you know, I'm 30 in that one. So you're 30. Mario's 29. Mm-hmm. I'm 27. Yep. Brian's 22. I don't. I mean, we're stacked. We're stacked. Men's. Men's. You're 30, aren't you, Chris? No, I'm 28 in men's. But you're 28 not too in bad. men's. I'm four in men, so I'm in big trouble. <laughs> like, you watch number four is going to be like, like, uh, think of an example, Curtis. Come on, Tyler Breeze, like, something like that. <laughs> like, it's Tyler Breeze going to, oh man. So, I know we're not necessarily on Rumble Talk right now, but the, and especially because it's not, none of that has anything to do with beyond, beyond right? But with the way in which COVID has hit everything, the Rumble is probably going to have a lot of overlap. It's going to be Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, I bet. Especially yeah. with the women's, because I don't even know if there's 30 women between Raw and SmackDown. That's what I'm saying. So if Ty Valkyrie shows up, uh, it doesn't mean she's main roster or doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, right. like, like, oh, who's this new talent? Where is she going to be? It gives everyone a reason to tune into everything. For sure. Right. Yeah, exactly. Great, great take, Mario. Yeah. I knew I knew Chris hired you for a reason. <laughs> Chris is my assistant Thanks, to the Chris. regional manager. Mm. And he does a great waiting job. on that health insurance. <laughs> I love when we talk about that with Jeff the one time. He's like, Yeah, I pay for my surgery because Curtis provides great health insurance. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so true. Uh, next up, we had got a little off track there. Sorry, guys. Uh, we had the Karate Man versus Ethan Page. Ah, uh, yes. Like, we. What, did you watch it? Did you watch the match? Well, I know Ethan Page got his heart ripped out. Oh, he hates it so bad. That's what I was going to talk about. And from, I, I get both sides. I understand why he hates it so much. But another part of me is like, you did have to agree to record all these spots. They can't make you go yeah. and do like, I get it. The editing sucked. I will say that it did. The one that he did on his personal YouTube channel for free 
the editing looked more realistic. It looked like the same guy actually fighting each other. This one didn't look realistic at all. That's the only thing because he like degraded how the story part went. I'm like, bro, you're the one that had to agree to say all of this stuff. I don't think you can harp on impact that much when you're the one that like you could have said no to some of it, but you didn't. I think it's really him just being mad. I know it lagged, but it didn't lag on your end. <laughs> That's lagged. why we didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah I we, always we, bring it up. I, I got to stop doing that. Um, <laughs> so I think really his big thing was the editing. I think that was the major part for him. Yeah. But it's I probably creative he... differences because from what I've seen of it, it almost had like a like a late 80s Mortal Kombat right. arcade feel to it. Yeah. And so he just didn't like it. It's like how some people hated the – uh fiend john cena this is your lifestyle cinematic well, yeah. match well that's a good some people reason. hated it some people loved it and so i think there probably is a group of people who liked the karate man ethan page interesting match. he just wasn't one of them yeah. i'd like to meet those people i feel like it was objectively Not bad me. for me it was like it was in that weird spot where i'm like it's so bad but not in a way where I'm like, it's bad on purpose. Because they could have gone that direction. Like, it's cheesy and bad and yeah. it's a joke. But it didn't feel like that. It felt like they were just bad at doing at it. Doing it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah they're intern. They had their intern. way out anyway. Just Here's some footage. Yeah. <laughs> so. hey, hey, make sure Ethan Page hates this and this walks away. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. But I feel like it was kind of like not cool of him to harp and like talk trash about impact because like i'm gonna be honest bro you were their longest reigning tag team shit like longest reigning of any of their belts yeah and they did a lot for you and like sure the the management that was before you always gets crap talked because the management that was before you worked there was bad before don callis and scott demore and we talk about that later too yeah we do talk about that later but I don't think it was I, I mean I I don't think it was good for him to go on that so much of a rant. Yeah, I have to assume there's more to it. Yeah, you know? like I, there's more we don't know yeah. that they're yeah. So what I would hate to see cuz like, you know. Also, you're an impact mark, you know. And so, <laughs> you know, you're going to want I'll him to it. not trash them. Well, That's yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. come on. My dad's a WWE mark. He doesn't want to trash WWE. Like we're all marks for something, like let's that be honest. Sure. Like Mario's an AEW mark. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest, Chris. Really Tony Storm Mark. Chris doesn't give up. Wait, Chris is a Tony Storm Mark. No, me. me. Oh, I'm you are. Mark, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Like Chris really doesn't give up Mark vibes except for one. I think it's. I think he's a Mark for NX Tuck. I think that's what it is. It's just so good. It is See, really good. It's I'm not good. saying it is I'm really not, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not denying. I'm not denying the fact that it's not good yeah. by any means. But like, I'm just yeah. thinking like what Chris talks about the most. Like, it's probably yeah. it. So we had the, the Karate Man death match. Then we had Barbed Wire Massacre between Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. Whew, boys, that was Ooh. something. Hooey. Uh, Hooey. Long story short, it was brutal. It was bloody. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. not good. Well, no, I don't mean like not good. Like it was a bad. Not match. good for their personal health. Yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. I mean by not good. Uh, so Eddie Edwards defeating Sammy Callahan. <sighs> In the barbed wire massacre, I was really hoping that Sammy Callahan would be floating back towards the Impact World Title, but a loss in this type of match definitely is not going to help. Yeah, he they, he seems to be moving further and further away from it. Like he's, did he even get a rightful rematch? Probably not. I don't even think he did. 
Does a is the X division still is it back to weight class or is it just its own division again? It's it's a. Because I remember for a little bit, years and years ago, the X division was almost like their cruiserweight division. But Abyss has been the X division champion at one point, right? Who? Abyss. Oh, like they got rid of the weight requirement. Oh yeah, they got rid of the weight requirement a long time. Maybe maybe he'll go over and work with work on that. Do they have strict divisions or does it just interflow? It's it's very interflowy. Brian Cage actually held the X division title, so clearly there is no weight. Yeah, Brian Cage is two X Division wrestlers. Like, if an X Division wrestler ate an X Division wrestler, that's how you get <laughs> Brian Cage. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. I remember when he fought at PPW, and he fought Casey Navarro, Sam Adams, and Jeez. Deshaun Pratt. How did I forget that? Um, and he killed them all. So yeah, that makes sense. So. Uh, all right, back to the show. Back to the main event of the, the main evening. Event. Why I'm wearing the shirt I'm wearing right now. Yeah, like nobody can see. That's yeah, what can see. Don't tell them. Nobody tell them. Nobody, tell, nobody tell them. <laughs> oh, you're so close. Um, Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers, tagging against Rich Swan, Chris Saban, and Moose. Uh, we talked last week. Uh, Alex Shelley, due to unforeseen circumstances, unavoidable circumstances, uh, he could not make it. So Moose takes his spot, and we have Rich Swan, Moose, Saban, and I'm going to be honest, not surprised here. Uh, Chris Saban and Swan Moose losing. I always like to do that swerve. I like to make you people guess. <laughs> keep, you on, keep you on the edge of your seat. Uh, no, Kenny, Kenny Omega, the AW World Champion of the Good Brothers, pick up the win. Uh, In full Bullet Club gear. Yes, I was going to let Mario say that. I was like, come on, bud. Yeah, I'm, full- I'm- and Tom, and this is what I was talking about earlier. Tomatonga is not happy at all. Like, I think he's just being a big baby. We said that pre-recording. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're still wrong now as you were earlier. <laughs> but like, Tomatonga being in the Bullet Club since its like inception, roughly. I mean, of course, Carl Anderson was there from the beginning too, but he left. They all left. They left. They went to other companies, and now, years later, they're picking up the monocle the the moniker right the affiliation <laughs> of the bullet club but without talking to you know the real bullet club here's the thing that i just find funny when's the last time anyone talked about tamatanga tamatanga cannot get himself over without I love him tamatanga. we've without... been talking about him for literal months on this podcast just, just so but that's be- it's because you're talking about him tamatanga needs world, world other... tag league champion the uh iwgp heavyweight tag team champion that that tamatanga yeah people who don't watch new japan don't give a crap about tamatanga tamatanga in order to get into the u.s system the u.s news feed he calls out enzo Amore because he knows enzo Amore is a draw Enzo catches a lot of oh, uh, new sentences right <laughs> first time first time ever said enzo Amore is a draw get out of here if, you don't think draw, he's a draw? if it's such a draw, then he would have been signed to Ring of Honor or New Japan. Do you know why he's not signed? Because Supercard. Because he's not good. No, 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 no. Because he, he didn't pay off very well. No, I have to gather my thoughts because I get so worked up and I mumble <laughs> my words. I have to bring it back. Because I, I know he can be a jerk in the locker room and stuff. I know that stuff's not fake. Like, he can be a problem. But at the end of the day, there are still millions of people who think this guy is the realest guy in the room. What? What? Room? How you doing? Consensual. <laughs> and That's then how quickly you reached over for the for the mute. I didn't say it. 
now he's calling on the top stars in the world. Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers. Like they're the draw. Could this, but there's could a reason. A work? Could this be a work? I think I it hope. is. I, I hope that is. the girls of Destiny show up at AEW and freaking lay down. And also, Smackdown. they're launching a U.S. show, right? This year? Uh, it's already, it's already like, oh, 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 oh. New Japan. Uh, <laughs> it's in the works. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I want to believe that there's just like real drama, but. I don't think there is. Like, like, we're going to talk about the setup later, but I, what I want to see in the ring is AEW World uh, Tag Champions. And the Impact World Champions, all former Bullet Club, yelling at each other in each other's face. And then all of a sudden at the top of the ramp, there is Tama Tonga, yeah. Tonga Leo, IWGP, heavyweight tag champs. All and all then- of the, the tag gold of the world, with the exception of uh, the Alpha group. Um, yeah. In one ring, Bullet Club versus former Bullet Club versus Elite. Like that's, I'm, in. I'm, I'm mm. a mark for Bullet Club. That, yeah. I just and I just spelled it out for every listener that that's like my dream match that that can potentially happen mm-hmm. in like the next month or two. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm sure these guys got each other's cell phone numbers. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, the, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson could be have a conference calls with Tama Tonga talking about the good old days, joking, and mm-hmm. you know they're just making all of us get all worked up and stuff like this right we over oh. the past five minutes and i'm taking the and bait like, man hook line and sinker. <laughs> exactly we're taking it we're yeah. taking it so, give me more of that bait give us some more yum, yum, yum. Yep. so all right well that was hard to kill that was a great show oh man matt Found cardona great. kenny omega i mean i just put my cardona and kenny omega in the same sentence yeah you did i mean i mean if booked properly Cardona for sure could be world champion. Not, I'm yeah, not he, saying AEW. I mean in general. He deserves a push like that. I was yeah. watching the other night because after his return as a celebratory, who welcomed to Impact, I went back and watched WrestleMania 32 when he wins that ladder match and wins the Intercontinental. Oh Bowl. my gosh! Still oh my. one of my favorite oh. moments of all time. Yeah, man, I I cried. I was laughing. I was so happy. Chris knows he was there. Yeah, you're at my house. <laughs> it was such a great moment. It, it was a great pushing moment. the Miz off the ladder. Ugh, get out of here, and then get the belt. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite moments is when his dad tries to put the cowboy hat on him, and he just rips it off his head and like just chucks it. He talks about how mad he was at his dad for that uh, on his show. He's like, I "Can't believe you tried to put the stupid cowboy hat on me. Ridiculous! Looks like an idiot." <laughs> like a cow. Like wait, I don't remember this entirely. But was it like football cowboys? Like a like a regular no, hat no, or no, a cowboy like, hat? Like cowboy should have like left he- it on. If he would have <laughs> left that on, and Vince like does what vince does and wrote something about it we could have got that world champion we could have got a, a character the cowboy zach Ryder, <laughs> yeah. world champion years before uh hangman adam page came into existence we could have had hangman <laughs> zach Ryder. <laughs> that is amazing we could have had it could have had it so all right, but that takes us to uh ring of honor right? ring of honor yes well, Ring of Honor back to sh- to like a real TV show awesome. happening, sort of. One thing they're doing kind of interesting is that they're like bringing us back into the world of Ring of Honor. They like realize they've been away for so long, and they're like really storytelling. There was two matches in the show, mm-hmm. but they were really taking the time to set up the stories. Um, so they started out with some updates that I want to give you because watching this show got me back into Ring of Honor. And so, if anyone else could take that opportunity, I want to give it. Um, they do 
uh, Ring of Honor like power rankings and they take their divisions strictly. So you can be ranked in one division at a time. Um, you can like ask the officials for a transfer, but you can be ranked in one division at a time and they're done by wins and losses, caliber of those wins and losses, as well as like fan feedback. Um, and so any wrestler in the top three of any division can be, can challenge the champion. Okay. So, so they only gave the which TV a pure division ranking this week. Yes, yes, in a big way it seems like. Also, so the I TV didn't mean championship to cut you division. Off so hard, it's just because I just had a crazy glitch on my computer. No, it's okay. It's it wasn't okay. just you. <laughs> it's okay. The okay. so TV <laughs> championship division is. Uh, I'll go from five to one. Five is LSG, and then Kenny King, and then Dak Draper, Tony Deppen, and um, Ray Horace. Horace. Horace, uh, something like that. So we'll see him wrestle later. And then the pure division from five to one is Fred Yehi, Rhett Titus, Josh Woods, Flip Gordon, and Tracy Williams in the pure division. Flip, baby. Um, other uh, updates are that Ring of Honor banned Vincent and Matt Taven from appearing together because <laughs> they're just so violent all the time. And um, Maria Bennett, is that what the, her name is? Okay. Uh, she said they're bringing back Ring of Honor the experience. I have no idea what that means. But she said it all, you know, sexy like. So that was exciting. Quick question about divisions. Yeah. Um, how's the Ring of Honor World Championship division work? I or don't they not, know. They not cover that. Or they the didn't tag? cover it. I probably could or look the... it up, but I thought maybe they'll tell us next week or something. Yeah. So I didn't cover it. So we'll get some more information. So we have our first match, which is Rhett Titus versus Flip Gordon. This is a pure rules match because this is the pure division. Mm-hmm. You can see they're both uh, ranked. Um, the foundation who is Rhett Titus and Tracy Williams and Jay lethal and Jonathan Gresham. Um, they had a clean sweep at final battle with Rhett and Tracy won the first ever pure tag match uh, lethal and Gresham defended their tag belts and Gresham defended the pure championship as well. Um, but Rhett Titus is upset that flip did not adhere to the code of honor. He didn't shake Jonathan Gresham's hand uh, and flip said there, he didn't see any honor in the way that he won. So you know how that goes. Um, so in this match, uh, Flip Gordon wins with a punch in the face, which is technically allowed in the pure rules. Like it's like a warning type situation. You get right. one, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but not allowed. It's not allowed because when you do it, you get penalized for it. Right. Does that mean it's not allowed? Because it seems like it's still within the rules. <laughs> You're not supposed to do it. You do it once, you get a warning. You do it again, you lose a... Um, one of your like strikes yeah the, one of your strikes yeah, yeah. whatever well anyway he did it and so now that controversy is which leads to the rest which is ring of honor officials suspending him from the pure division because <laughs> of the because he won with a punch in the face and he was like i don't care maybe i'll go to every other division whatever it doesn't matter to me um so that happened it's then we have taught us about the divisions just in time for flip gordon to change them yes yes but that's what i'm saying like they really did set up a story for me really quickly so yeah i did yeah. love it. it love it and then the second match is Ray Horace versus Dragon Lee for the TV championship. I didn't know anything about Ray Horace, but he studied under Ray Mysterio Sr., um, worked with Junior and with, you know, many of the Lucha. Uh, he's from Mexico, so many of the Lucha folks that we know today. Um, so he talks about his training. Dragon Lee just yells about how he's mad, I guess. I'm not really sure. Um, but Dragon Lee retains the TV championship in that match, and uh, he retains over Ray Horace. So that was Ring of Honor. Two matches, but lots of storytelling happened. Yeah, a lot of storytelling definitely happened there. Uh, then we move on to Tuesday, Impact Wrestling, the fallout from Hard to Kill. A lot, a lot of fallout. Uh, the show opens with uh, 
Well, the show's open with a nice little video package, you know, talking about what happened, new tag champions in Fire and Flavor, you know, nice little package about Hard to Kill. Uh, and then we had uh, the opening matchup was Rhino versus Eric Young. Uh, and Eric Young uh, picked up the win uh, going for the uh, injured ankle um, of, yeah, injured ankle of Rhino. Apparently, Rhino's ankle was injured. And uh, that's where we're at. It got an A. <laughs> According to Bleacher Report. So I only caught the end of the show because I was at work. So I caught like the last half hour. Uh, <laughs> then the Good Brothers atta- address, don't, don't attack, the Good Brothers address the tag division and get surprised not once, but twice. They're, they're out there, you know, come on, man. We need uh, our belts defended. We want to prove we're the best, man. And out come Chris Saban. But Chris Saban's making the claim, hey, you know, Alex Shelley's still still not available, but I got someone who would be more than happy to take those belts from you with me. And sorry about your darn look. The cowboy James Storm comes I like out I like it. with Chris Saban, and they go to the ring, and they, they have some bantering back and forth. But then all of a sudden, as they're bantering back and forth, we hear... Uh, familiar catchphrase uh from james storm he goes the you know sorry about your darn luck as i pg it (laughs) and he was cut off by none other than matt hardy big money matt big money matt hardy comes out to the ring with private party private party matt hardy in the ring with the champions and save it in storm and uh then a match was made between later that night main event Private Party versus Chris Saban and James Storm to determine the number one contenders for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. So that was some pretty big news. What? Then we had Kimberly and Susan, uh, like the the Karen, the Susan. Karen, I guess. I don't know. That's so goofy. It's versus Jordan Grace and uh, Jazz. Jazz still tournament's over. She's still, still plucking kicking. through. Still kicking. But it uh, wasn't enough because I lost. <laughs> Susan and Kimberly <laughs> defeat Jordan Grace and Jazz. Then we have Rich Swan calling out Moose. Uh, he was attacked by Moose at Hard to Kill after the main event uh, that aired earlier on in the show uh, for this, this show right here this past Tuesday. And uh, he wants – Moose wants the world title. But, you know, Rich Swan's not going to go down without a fight. So seems like these two are going to battle it out. I don't know if Kenny intervenes, tries to become the belt collector. We don't know. I hope. So we'll have to wait and see. Then we have, hey, we had a return, guys. Guess who came back? Who? Falaba. We had Falaba versus Fala-ba. Brian Myers. <laughs> what love Falaba. Falaba. Really would you consider that a return? I feel like uh, it hasn't been that long since we saw him. It's been like a month, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> After a strong 30-ish days away. Man, Falabah <laughs> is back. Falabah. Hey, he got huge pops at the PBW Impact show. Like I, I enjoyed know. it. Yeah. Dude, he got massive pops. He's fun I don't for know a why. crowd. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, no crowd's rough. No, uh, no, no. Oh no, no. Dikembe Mutombo. But Falabah took on Brian Myers, and guess what? Uh Brian Myers won. No surprise. That's all I've got. Then we have the main event. Wow, what? No, where's the... Where is it? You skipped it. I where know, is where beef? is it? 
Where's the beef? Chris knows exactly what I'm talking about. I be knowing, and I want to talk about it. Well, since you guys both know what it is, you don't got to look it up. So why don't you tell everyone what it is? Yeah, but I don't know where it happened. It doesn't matter. We're at the end of the show. So, so just... before this match, uh, there's an advertisement, right? Yeah, we'll say it wasn't before this match. It was, it was, it was somewhere in here, guys. It wasn't listed. Blame Impact Wrestling's website. Uh, we had a little, you know, the the pro or the the commercial uh, that AEW airs. Different one every week, but it's like, hey, and it's uh, Tony Chavone. I'm saying it wrong on purpose. Uh, by himself, just like, you know, being a jerk. Anyways, then Tony Khan, <laughs> <laughs> Tony Khan uh, appears kind of like randomly, like by himself in front of like a black wall. Like, what's up? And uh, he then begins to walk and he appears in front of the impact interviewing area with AEW. Uh, I guess he's like trainer, Jerry Lynn. Yeah, I don't know that guy. Uh, you don't know who Jerry Lynn is? No, I just said that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jerry Lynn's like an ECW legend. What? Anyways, Jerry Lynn. And... Uh, they take a walk away from the interviewing area and then we go to the main event here and private party for saving the storm. We're out there. They're having a good match. Then all of a sudden you see two guys start walking into the, where the crowd would be. And it's Tony Khan with Jerry Lynn with chairs sit up front row and Tony Khan and Jerry Lynn come out halfway through the match, sit and watch the main event between Chris storm, Chris storm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Chris Saban, James Storm, and Private Party, uh, which would then come to bite later because while the referee is distracted, Jerry Lynn comes in helping the Private Party put in their – what's their finisher's name? Gin and Juice. Gin and Juice. And help him connect that. He rolls out of the ring, and they pin uh, – I believe they pin Saban and for the win. So, Private Party, your new number one contenders. Also, Tony Khan sitting there the whole time with his little blue notebook, just taking notes like, mm, yes, yes. Yes. So, very interesting. Tony Khan appearing on Impact Wrestling <laughs> Television Front Row live in the crowd. So, yeah, writing down all the assets he's about to buy. We'll have to wait and see. Um, the thing I wanted to talk about was not that actually. Oh, something <laughs> else. Because <laughs> um, they did like, and maybe I'm mixing up shows, but I think in on Tuesday they did an official goodbye to Taya Valkyrie. Wasn't that there where they like walked her? Why is it not on here? This yeah. is so true because I talked about it hard to kill. It was her last match. Yeah, they, I only watched it. <laughs> I watched the second half of it, so I didn't see the first half. I'm not sure. It may have happened in, in on Impact or on Hard to Kill. I'm not sure, but I think it was on hard, on the on the weekly show. I didn't sure it was, but they, um, they kind of like did an official goodbye for her and walked her out. Well, and, go ahead. You know why? Cause she admitted to setting up. Right. What's his face? Because AC Romero. Is that right? Is that AC, the guy's name? That was his partner. Larry yeah. D's partner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. AC Romero went into the knockouts tag or the, the knockouts locker room during hard Uh-oh. to kill. Weird. Yes. <laughs> um, but in there he found the perfume that turned Larry D into Lawrence and who was the one who shot Johnny Bravo. So 
Ty Valkyrie set him up. That was there's fingerprints on the gun, fingerprints on the on the perfume or the cologne or whatever. Super weird. Um, anyway, Tommy Dreamer had her taken away. And what yeah. I wanted to talk about was, the, uh, I think it was AC said like, where do you think she'll they'll take her to? And he said maybe Jacksonville Penitentiary. Hopefully they don't. <laughs> hopefully they don't take her to uh, Stanford Correctional Institute or something. And I thought. What? It was- so good so good um they said one that was like the last one they mentioned was buffalo i don't know who's in buffalo i'm pretty sure that's ring of honor i looked and they're in maryland that's why i was confused that's right it is they're they in are Baltimore. maryland so i don't know what buffalo. that reference was but but it was a really really good reference i love that i'm now youtubing this yeah dude, <laughs> that's good. so that was impact uh then we move on to wednesday nights to you where impact's partner promotion uh, a little bit worse than them. That's all right. Uh, AEW. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it from here. Don't you stress yourself while we cover AEW. Dynamite! Dynamite! I think I want to hit um, non-match segments first, and then we'll go through results. So uh, You do whatever, so, my man. Keep it spicy. Before we hop into it, uh, Chris Statlander put out something on Instagram that I read that uh, caught my attention because I am one of the people who's pretty hard on the women's division, but she made mm. a good point. And it's making me rethink some of my stances. The women of AEW versus the men of AEW. The men of AEW are like stars from all the different promotions that have hopped over here. And the women of AEW, for the most part, have been women who are jumping from the indies. Yeah. So they're not. She's right. She's admitting that like, yeah, we're not TV ready because we haven't had that exposure that the men of AEW have had. And so not only are we not normally wrestling for TV with the exception of us now being hired here, um, we're only getting like one or two matches on uh, Dark or the main show. And even if it is on Dark, they can like reshoot things. They can adjust things. It gets like edited before it comes up because it's not live. And so I just wanted to take a moment for, you know, for, to, for me to acknowledge, but also for a chance for our listeners to hear that like, yeah, AEW's women's division isn't great, but it's because it's still like they're still all learning. They're coming from a different direction. While a lot of pro wrestlers that are men in AEW have have done like sidewards transitions from similar s companies, a lot of these women are coming up straight from the indies. So just just a little just a little side note. Okay. And uh, my apologies to any of them who happen to to listen here. <laughs> um. Then we have, uh, going through the segments, we have uh, the Young Bucks confronting Don Callis at Kenny Omega's house. Uh, <laughs> there's a nice little oil painting of yes, Kenny and Don looking super jacked, and they're just, like, <laughs> ripping on it as Don Callis shows up, saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, you guys go way back with Kenny, but he's he's ready for bigger things. So here, let me let me cut you a check. And they're like, a, a check, you're going to pay us out of here? And and uh, one of the Bucks looks at it and goes, like, this, we made this last week. And so Don Kaz goes, oh, let me adjust that for you. And he adds like a zero to it or something, uh, which which would only make it like 10 weeks. Uh, but <laughs> but they look at it and they go, you know, we used to wrestle for that company. You're an executive VP on. So we know how good these checks are and ripped it up. Little, little shots fired so at good. impact. So good. I was hoping for some reaction from Curtis, but I guess not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then we had uh, Sting. Sorry, I'm watching the video. We had Sting and Darby Allen come down to the ring. Sting wanted to like congratulate Darby on his reta- uh, on him retaining the title and and how he's been improving over 
his time in the AEW, uh, you know, spotlight. But as he's, it's literally just like something that could have happened like privately, but they did it because Team Taz comes out and, you know, says like, oh, you guys fight dirty. Uh, no one knows fighting dirtier better than us. So you, you don't even know what you brought out. And so uh, basically so Team Taz's uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks uh, challenging Sting and Darby to a street fight at a later date. Um, uh, it didn't get... I don't know if it got booked quite yet. It might be at uh, AEW yeah. Re- Revolution. I think at the end of the show, if I'm not mistaken, they booked it for the beach show. Oh, bash at okay. the beach is that what it is? Well, I was look. Uh, I was looking at what matches would come because I'm going to cover up what's happening next week and two weeks away at Beach Break, and they beach didn't. Break. They didn't have it listed. I bet that before. might be, that might be where it is. But uh, so that's what happened there. FTR uh, is in the back talking to Tully about like how like you know we're trying to be the best, but we can't say we're the best till we have the titles. Um, but they're interrupted by uh jurassic express coming up and pretty much like they got a little argument there where uh jungle boy gets in the face of is it dax hartwood or something hardwood yeah dax hardwood. yeah that sounds right <laughs> what a great name uh and pretty much like uh challenge them to a one-on-one match um then we have the family uh be confronted by lance archer and jake roberts uh getting in their face eddie kingston um is growing on me. I know that Chris uh, yeah. grow on me, but his interaction with Lance and then like kind of like making Lance stumble his words where Jake Roberts like comes into the conversation and the back yeah. and forth between um Kingston and Roberts is was it was really good. Um I and- heard um Cody on Jericho's podcast talk about Eddie Kingston uh-huh. having him as like a veteran voice in the locker room, and I was really surprised to hear that. Like he just strikes me as somebody who runs their mouth. They do on on camera. I just assume he's like that off camera too. Yeah. And I wouldn't rule that out, but yeah. <laughs> I actually did see on Twitter like a speech he was given about John Huber after he passed away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Did you earn that already? But I guess he came in with that like that veteran status instantly. So that's yeah. Cool. Um, and then another segment that we have before we get to matches and results, uh, we have the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows assaulting Penta L Zero. Mado, why do I always mess that last one? Up? It's <laughs> such a Penta stage. Ugh, I hate how long his name has to it's be so because silly. of copyrights. But but the Good Brothers assaulted uh, Pentagon Junior. Um, Kenny came out and like took off his designer boot and shoved the tip of the boot in his eye and nothing, nothing like attacking people's eyes. We haven't heard that before, but um, that's setting up a match at Beach Break as well. Um, so let's hop into the actual matches and results. I have an interruption real quick. Breaking news. Breaking news. Dun, dun, dun. Coming to you live from the reporting impact news desk. Chris, <laughs> they did not say Buffalo or uh, Buffalo. Okay. They said Baltimore. Oh, great. So th- that makes then that was correct. That would be correct. I heard runner. Buffalo so strongly that I looked up Buffalo instantly. Like, <laughs> And, and saw Baltimore and was like, and didn't think, oh, no, they must have said Baltimore. I was like, huh, that's not Buffalo. Right. <laughs> also, they it made it seem like he's going to, she's going to WWE more. Like, out of, yeah. out of the way he, he worded the two things. Yeah. Anyways, I'm so sorry. I just got excited when I watched that. 
Hey, that's fine. That's fine. So we have uh, it is um, Brody Lee Jr. Negative One's birthday. Woo woo! And uh, the Dark Order is uh, happy that he's having another birthday. That they're on a party for him. It's his first birthday uh, post his father passing away. Um, they're getting ready for a celebration when TH2 and Chaos Project come out, trying to ruin the birthday party. They have a match. Um, Hangman Adam Page joins the Dark Order in the ring uh, to fight them. And uh, the Dark Order plus Hangman Page pick up the win. Um, Birdie Lee Jr. is like pissed off and he's like, he's like, you're going to ruin my birthday. My birthday was three days ago. And chucks the paper at him. And uh, <laughs> and uh, afterwards, um, one of my favorite things from this week, they ask uh, uh, Adam Page if he's ready to join the Dark Order. And he says, no. And then they shoot off like confetti and like okay. uh, welcome to the Dark Order sign like in the it back. Said, like, it said he said yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's like, what? Well, and he said, I've been in a group before and it doesn't work out well. And as he walks to the back of the ring, he takes a bottle of Jack Daniels from Stu Grayson, thus leading us back to what I thought we have moved past in a moment of healing. We've now backslidden to seeing the hangman Adam Page going back to drinking alcohol and being alone. So sad. So sad. Uh, I I know we don't cover um, AEW Dark, but on AEW Dark, pretty Peter Avalon has been earning himself a little bit of a a win streak here. And so now on the main show, Dynamite, he's facing Cody. And Cody guaranteed that he would be beating pretty Peter Avalon in under a minute. And so, like, the match starts, and he hits him with the crossroads, like, right away. But he's interrupted by Jade Cargill. Cargill? I don't know. The the speaker of, of uh, Shaq. Shaq. She's, like, a representative. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's her name? Yeah. And so, like, she it's Cody's attention. And Cody's looking at her. Or the ref's looking at her. And uh, Peter Avalon hits Cody below the belt. And the match picks back up. And... Um, obviously it goes longer than a minute, but Cody still picks up the win via submission because Cody was going to punch Peter in the face and he's got, he's a, he's pretty Peter Avalon. So he doesn't want to damage to his face. So he like taps out before he can get punched. Yep. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, then we have John Moxley taking on Nick Camarado from New Jersey. He's uh, a, a, prodigy of uh the nightmare factory wrestle school i like Um, him a lot i like his look anyway moxley picking up the win uh but wasn't like super easy it was was a nice match especially for him debuting from a wrestling school um moxley picks up the mic afterwards talks about uh you know like i don't know who's all in the locker room now like where everyone's from i don't know if we're going to be seeing people from japan or mexico it doesn't matter if they're from here or impact like like all I know is that like more more bodies means more violence, and uh, he still has his eyes on Kenny Omega. Love it. Uh, private party and Matt Hardy, the the Hardy Party, uh, coming out <laughs> to have a match with Top Flight and Matt Seidel, Evan Bourne. Um, I like to keep throwing that out there because Evan Bourne was one of my favorite wrestlers, and when as soon as I made that connection, even though Matt Seidel had a very very uncomfortable debut when he went to the top rope and <laughs> slip. forget that i'm trying to but every time i 
every time I think about him, that's the first thing I, I think of. That's why, I, that's why I always remind myself, no, Evan Bourne is better than that. You know? <laughs> um, but they have a match, uh, Private Party being the number one contenders for the Impact World Tag Championships. They pick up the win against Top Flight and Matt Seidel. And then they, uh, they beat them up a little bit afterwards. Mm. They went picking up some heel tactics, getting a little bit more aggressive. You know, they, they're giving like smirks to each other as they're, as they're being a little dark-sided. And Matt Hardy, of course, is approving of these of these tactics, which makes it kind of interesting when we will get the uh, Good Brothers versus Private Party because the Good Brothers are clearly heels and Private Party's picking up some heel tactics. Though I don't know if I'd go so far as to say full on heels, but it's hard it's hard not to make that distinction when you attack someone who lost after the match. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Penelope Ford, the the future bride, uh, out there with her fiance Kip Sabian. Uh, the best man, Miro, and the butler, Chuck Taylor, Charles Taylor. Let's get this (laughs) right. It's not Chucky T anymore. It's Charles Taylor, the butler, um, taking on Layla Hirsch. Legit Layla Hirsch, right? That's her nickname, legit. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, The the legit sub five foot tall Layla Hirsch. For real. (laughs) Though built like a brick house. Yeah. I wouldn't want to fight her. Um, So it's Penelope Ford versus Layla Hirsch. Orange Cassidy out in the stands watching what's taking place uh decent match um miro like instructs uh the butler to trip layla hirsch and like reluctantly he does and uh after penelope ford picks up the win uh miro's like get out of the ring you lost like to her <laughs> and he pulls <laughs> he pulls chucky t up onto the to the ring he says he's like you know you're my young boy we're gonna teach you how to do things right you know and i need you to tell everyone that i'm your best friend now and uh, he hands him the mic and he picks it up and goes, Miro, you're my best friend. You know? And so, <laughs> and so uh, I think Excalibur's like, oh, that definitely sounded like he meant it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Orange Cassidy gets up and uh, leaves. So very sad moment, uh, the development here. So sad. Um, we will be, uh, uh, we'll talk about that pretty soon. Um, so we'll, we'll come back to the, the marriage party. Uh, after we talk about the main event here, um, the basically the tag team dominance challenge of the inner circle to to determine who is the premier tag team in uh, the inner circle, who will be the tag team that challenges for uh, the world title one day. Um, and they were kind of going pretty hard on each other, for um, real. like heel tactics on each other, like. I think um, I think Chris Jericho picked up a bat at one point, <laughs> um, but you know, of course, they've talked about it throughout the night. Like they had a couple different meetings with people, and they're like, "Like this is what Chris wants. You know, he's the leader, and so we're going to do this match. And whoever wins, we're going to respect it." Uh, Santana and Ortiz were the only ones that actually looked like a coheres- uh, cohesive unit out there, but are the face of the tag team division of the inner circle were you about to say something curtis you better repeat that because you guys stopped repeat it repeat Uh, it how far back just the inner (laughs) circle stuff start over run it back just who won you literally stopped when you said and the winners were and it stopped the winners were mjf and chris jericho they are now the the tag team of the inner circle and they will start their push for the AEW World Tag Titles. 
Chris Jericho, MJF. Christopher and Matthew. <laughs> MJF and Chris Jericho. We got it. Say it again. I think we got it. We got it. I think we got it. Good. Chris Jericho, MJF. You, uh, wait, one, one more time, just for safety. Chris Jericho, MJF are now the tag team. <laughs> yes, because they won the match against Santana Ortiz and Sammy right. Guevara and Jake Hager, which oh. I hated how they were. They kept calling it Sammy and Hager. It's like, use both their first names or both their last names. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they said it, it annoyed me. And I don't know why. It shouldn't annoy me that much, but like. I get it. Versus Sammy yeah. and Hager. Like, what? Sammy and Jake. <laughs> or Guevara and Hager. Come on. Uh, anyways, uh, next next AEW. So next week, or at your time listening, uh, hopefully you'll hear this before the next AEW. And it's this coming AEW will be Dax Hardwood versus Jungle Boy, um, Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer, and the Young Bucks teaming with the Good Brothers, uh, taking on the Dark Order that is um, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. And then uh, at some point during next week's AEW, Cody will address Shaq. But hopping back to the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers working together, it's just interesting seeing former Bullet Club members back together, all four of them holding gold. And uh, at one point, I know that that they're not junior heavyweights anymore, I don't think weight-wise, but at one point, the Young Bucks held the IWGP junior heavyweight tag titles while the Good Brothers simultaneously held the iwgp heavyweight tag titles and so i think it's going to be cool seeing them yeah you know years later but still at the yeah. top of their game all wearing gold dripping gold. dripping with gold and then two weeks so not this coming wednesday if you're watching this in the time in which we're posting these but the following one uh two weeks away uh that is beach break aw presents beach break we're gonna have uh thunder rosa versus dr Britt baker coming to a head uh, we've it. seen this develop for a while now and i'm so excited for it right i hope that whoever wins that match gets like a world title shot uh yeah. immediately um then we have well before and kip sabin's what i was gonna say well did we talk about the tournament yet not yet yeah. uh then we have penelope ford and kip sabin uh wedding will be happening at beach break <sighs> how's it gonna go south fellas a location wedding i think maybe gonna south? i bet um kip sabian gets shot <laughs> No, please don't. What? <laughs> um, I'm thinking maybe Miro's been sleeping with Penelope. Ooh. Maybe Chuck T has been. Uh, maybe Chuck T. Maybe Chuck T reveals that Miro's been sleeping with oh, Penelope. Maybe. Maybe Chuck T reveals that Miro has been sleeping with Kip Sabian. Yes. Maybe. Uh, Kip will say I do, and Penelope won't say I do. And she says, I've only been trying to marry you because I thought I'd be world champion by now, but this that isn't would working be, at all. That would be great. Uh, I don't know how – or maybe the, they're not, like, actually a thing in real life, right? No, they are. I think they are. They're, yeah. they're really a thing? I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Are they really married in real life? That I don't that know. I, that <laughs> I don't think so. Because I wonder if they're just, like, syncing up kayfabe with real life. Who knows? But yeah. But they're having a wedding, and then uh, – we're going to have a tag team battle royale with uh, the winner getting an opportunity for the tag titles at AEW Revolution. And the main event of Beach Break coming in two weeks or two Wednesdays from a time of listening, if you're listening relatively close to when we post this, uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers teaming up once again, but this time facing John Moxley, Pac, and Ray Phoenix. And that is 
uh, our coverage of AEW Dynamite and Dynamite? the next uh, foreseeable future for them. Cool. Woo. Cool beans. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in to episode number four of the PA Piledriver Beyond show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, check out the links below. As always, there's merch, Patreon. Go, go, go to the Patreon, please, and thank you. That'd be cool. And if you subscribe, you're going to get some cool access to some cool things because that makes sense. Anyways, did to that, me. They, <laughs> did to you. thank you all so much for listening. We will see you guys in the next week.